Welcome to a melodic edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good pal, your good buddy amigo Aaron. Joined by a man that sets aside one hour a night to rock and roll, and he parties every other day. I give you the Brent. Man, I wish I could rock that much. <laughs> That'd be awesome. What is your rock schedule these days? <laughs> Every fortnight. Every fortnight, there's some rocking. That's and, it. And the partying? No, no. They, they, we're, we had to change in the partying. We had to change in the partying so the kids could go to college. You old. You yeah. old. So, if you joined us last week, we spun the wheel. We made the exciting deal. It's another Hermski joint this week. As we take a stab at, bam, games about music and artists. Musical artists. No, that's what it is. <laughs> it's games about music and artists. Musical artists. It's both. It's everything. What did you think about this topic when it honed in the view? I really, really wanted to do an artist. A, like like a, a there's not that painting many. artist. Yeah. No games. None about famous artists. Now there's games about that are based on the artwork of someone. Yeah. Kind of, I could have went down that road. There are games where you you do art, you yeah. know, Mario Paint, that kind of thing. Yeah. But we I needed a famous person. To have a video game about doing art or having you so nothing, yeah, nothing. Yeah. I was so sad. Well, a tons of things based on, but none actually. Like Bob Ross was supposed to have the game a game uh, in, in the early two thousands. Yeah, for the Wii and, a, and the DS, a few other systems. No, didn't happen. It, 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 they announced it. They're like, "Woo, we're good. we're ready to go!" Woo, and then immediately got canceled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I when I picked my game this week, Much I, like your I, nose. I personally limited myself to non-rhythm games, no pinball machine games, because I knew you'd throw a hissy fit if I picked one. Because really, pinball is where a lot of the good artists have games. You know, there's tons. The Kiss and the Rolling Stones and Metallica. There's yep. tons of, uh, of uh, Elton John. Uh, you know, a lot of artists, musical artists, Guns N' Roses have a really cool one with the gun and the rose as the plunger and the thing. There's a lot of good artists that have pinball machines, but I did, I knew you would throw a hissy fit if I did that. That's right. And so if you take all that out of the mix and all the sync games where you sing yeah. as an artist, because the Sing Star series, they had like games for ABBA. And, and stuff like that. And, and you have to take out all the uh, the uh, FMV games. Like, I like almost uh, picked Prince's one of those. Palace or I almost uh, picked Phil one Collins of those. has one. Yeah, uh, because Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch has one. And CC, I almost did CNC Music Factory. I was that close to doing it. But I, I thought to myself, there's not much game here. This yeah. is more like multimedia experiences. And that's something else that a lot of these uh, musical artists have are multimedia experiences. I found a game called Laurie Anderson's Puppet Hotel. Yeah. Now, I don't know who, if you know who Laurie Anderson was. She was a, I don't guess she's still around, but she was a, like, a, 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 a avant-garde rock singer, a punk singer that, that I knew about her from the 80s. But she was real weird, man. And so just the title, Laurie Anderson's Puppet Motel, I'm like, oh, man. And I'll watch some of this. And if there'd been any sort of game in there, I'd have went for it. But it was just bizarre, man. So freaking weird. So I got rid of all that stuff. So what do you got left? All right, well, you've got games where they took like a music artist and stuck them in yeah. there, basically. Yeah. And so that's sort of what I went with. What was your line of thought on this? Well, like I said, I really wanted to pick a, a, a physical media artist. Couldn't do it. So I was like, okay. 
let's go let's go back let's go way back because you picked a more I don't want to say modern by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. It's twenty three years old. Uh, but, <laughs> so no, it's not modern. I wanted to pick stuff that more more in the retro scheme of things. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, there wasn't a ton yeah. back in the in the nineties era for that sort of thing. So I went with the first thing that crossed my mind that I didn't, you know, that I actually liked the band and, and went with that. Now, so it was it was tough though. It was tough. Let's talk about musical games that you enjoy all right aside from what you picked what are your favorite games of, uh, in this uh, uh area of of gaming the musical but based on a musical artist i mean and obviously. i also want to pick something probably want to, i tried to think of things that were one artist like you could say rock band which yeah. like, but i mean there's like a ton of artists yeah in no there. yeah you can't yeah. do that uh, Journey, the Journey Arcade game, yeah, which I, I was very close to picking. We covered that, I believe. No, we on. haven't. You sure? Uh-huh. I thought we covered that on the show one time. No. And uh, <laughs> I would have picked that too. <laughs> I thought we covered it already. I, I, I mean, and that had a, that has some interesting aspects, like yeah. the, the tape drive that plays on a continuous loop, and it just it kicks in whenever you're playing. Yeah, that's that cool. sort of stuff. That was awesome um, back in the day. Oh yeah, like that. Yeah, points of digitized graphics. Uh, but I mean, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge music fan. Like I don't just sit you hate around music. And, don't well, you? No, I mean, it's hard I, to believe you were in a band. I love big band type music. I love yeah. horns and and brass. But I'm not a sit around and listen to music kind of guy. I don't even listen to music while I'm driving in the car. Like eighty percent of the time, yeah. I just I enjoy the silence. Enjoy uh, even that's a song. But even. Wait a minute! You just drive around in silence. Yeah, all the uh, the 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 kids hated it. Is that when you do your deep thinking? Usually, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it ain't working. Turn on music. Uh, but <laughs> because of that, I've never had a, you know, who's my favorite artist? Probably like Weird Al, right? Yeah. So not, it's not like I've got some deep connection with any any musician out there. So going out and playing a game just based off the musician, no, that ain't for me. You know, if Weird Al's Pinball Machine had been released already and you had access to it and you'd played it for this uh, show, which you probably would have. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. I would have never forgiven you because you never let me play Pinball Machines ever. So that's, there we go. There you went. You'd be like, holy crap, we've got a nearly $12,000 pinball machine for the show. That's yeah. awesome. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> if we had. I mean, I didn't know we'd own it. That's a whole different kettle of fish. Listen, I've enjoyed lots of uh, games uh, based on artists, including, uh, you'll recall, I'm a big fan of Def Jam, Fight for New York, which that's all rap and hip-hop guys. Of course, it's, an, it's a, a, a a bunch of different guys, but I enjoyed I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Nah. The Aerosmith game is a dumb guy fun. No, uh, it's horrible. It is, but that's what makes it fun. No. It's so stupid. No, no, no. It's, there's a difference between campy, dumb fun, yeah. something like uh, 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 Urban Yeti, no. And, and, yeah. and, and just bad. And the Aerosmith game is just bad. Oh, it's it's dopey bad. I I'll, I enjoy it. Uh, another thing I want to mention that we were talking about artists in games because I did try to find and there are games based on artists. There's like an Amadeus game like for the C64. There's also that Mark Echo uh, warning contents, uh, like getting up contents under pressure or whatever, where you play the Mark Echo is the famous designer and I guess spray paint artist. Just you never heard of him? No, I never saw. I've never heard of these games. Yeah, it was a. It was on the. I believe it was on the original PlayStation. It was kind of a big deal. There were commercials for it and stuff. Now, who would you say would be the king dong of musical video games? I mean, I don't mean the best game, but appearing in the most. 
Oh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah, without now, so a doubt. We both, we owned Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, the Woo! arcade board. Yeah. One of my son's favorite games. Uh, if for any reason, because he likes those those robots that have the thing that shoots up between your legs and hits you, the, the piston. He thinks that's hilarious. That is a fun game. It's a dumb. But Michael Jackson. It is weird. Michael Jackson had a game in the week called the Michael Jackson Experience. Yeah. Which was a, sort of, it was a like, a like a rhythm type game. It was still pretty cool. Because Michael Jackson was in the game, like did a lot of footage for it. He's in uh, Ready to Rumble Two, I believe. He's actually in the game, right? Of course, he uh, famously did some tunes for like one of the Sonics, like Sonic Number Two. He had some songs in. So I, I agree with you. I would say he's the the number one guy, yeah, in terms of musical video games, which is <laughs> all sorts of uncomfortable. Yeah. But <laughs> but there you go. Uh, so. And we could go on and on, but with all that said, we should probably just get right into the end of the action, Brent. Now, uh, you like to think outside the box a lot of times, uh, the Brent, when you pick your games. And we've heard your reasoning uh, for this, but I'm still going to hold you to accounts later on as you get into your game. What are you playing this week? The Blues Brothers. Yeah. What was that? That's a little opening. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Remember that? Yeah. I don't think that's the right key, but sure. Listen, that's the exact appropriate version for this game. My version. Uh, yeah, I picked the Blues Brothers. So, real quick. Oh, and I picked it for the Amstrad. The Amstrad. Because this did come out on many, many things. And we'll get into that. Real quick, I just want to touch on who the Blues Brothers were. Yeah, uh, for those that don't know, I'm, there's, I mean, there, I, we're bringing in a younger audience now, Aaron. No, we're not. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd yeah. and John Belushi yeah. formed the Blues Brothers, <clears throat> and of course, they they did musical skits on Saturday Night Live, but it ended up really taking off, and they started, they were doing venues before Saturday Night Live, but after that, they actually started doing tours, and their popularity grew so much, but they so they had not one but two movies. No. Even after uh, John Belushi died, they just made another one. Screw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first movie, holy cow, what a classic! Great movie. If you've Cameos, never seen it, you got Aretha Franklin and Ray Charles. Freaking, you've got uh, Carrie Fisher's in there. It's got everybody in it, man. Yes. Uh, John Candy, one of his very early film stars, was in that. It, it, it an excellent film. It has at the time the largest uh, amount of cars wrecked on screen. I mean, and literally, you could tell they were going for the body count because they just kept driving car after car <laughs> to their death. It was just ridiculous. It's you know, this is my you know, Dad turned me on to this movie when yeah. I was a kid. He loved this film. He's like, you got to see this thing when they go to this mall. But it was the most over-the-top, like, <laughs> that's what I liked about it. Yeah. Every part of it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So I and, great. and great music. Oh, yeah. Great music. Cab Calloway's in there singing. You got all the blues guys in there. It was, it was great. Great. So the, the band started in 78, right? And the, the movie came quite a bit later uh, in the... Uh, uh, what was it? The eighties, Aaron? The the late eighties? No, you know what's the sequel? No, the first film. Yeah, no. nineteen eighty. Yeah, it wasn't the late eighties. <clears throat> it was early. It was early. So, when do you expect a game? You know, to come out for this? Well, the answer, of course, 
is 1991. Yeah, yeah, they waited a while to get the and, license going. Well, there's a funny thing about that. We'll get into that in just a moment. So in 1991, this released for MS-DOS, Amiga, C64, and the Atari ST. I didn't mention the Amstrad. Right. Well, the Amstrad version released a year later along with the Game Boy and the NES version. Ah, no kidding. So <laughs> you've got... You've got. I can see why. So you've got a, a, a plethora of systems goes across computers and consoles, and you know there's going to be there's going to be some thievery. There's going to be some copying when you do that. And, and most people would say for this game, the the standout hit, the best version of it is for the Amiga. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's got great graphics. It's got uh, incredible sound. Yep. And obviously, if you're going to port from something to another system, that's what you're going to port from. That's right? right, the Amiga. Now, when you boot up the Amstrad version, the very first thing you're going to see, Aaron, if you want to get some footage roll in there for us, uh, is the Amstrad version is very blue. Yeah, and, well, it is the Blues Brothers. Well, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, they like that. Ha, ha, ha. No, no. <laughs> it is super monochrome. It's amazing that they took a game with all these rich colors and monochromed it for the uh, for the Amstrad. So I know what you're thinking. Yeah. It's like, well, this, I know what I'm thinking. This came out at the same time as the Game Boy version. They must have just pulled the Game Boy version and, and you know. You know what the Amstrad version is based off of? The Amiga version. Same level design, uh, uh, same layout. Now, it is a brutally cut-down version. Uh, you can't go into the storefronts like you could on the Amiga version, but the level design, I'm just talking level design here, is based off the Amiga version. You know, it's funny, because I watched this side-by-side with the Game Boy. Uh-huh. It looks exactly like it, it is, and, and the guys look the same. The levels look identical to me. No, they're not. I, I don't know about that. No, no, no. Go, go take an actual look. Look at the Amiga version. Oh, I've seen and, it. And have it playing the same way as this. The level layout is the exact same on the Amiga version as the Amstrad version. Minus, you could go into the different rooms. So, this is a flip screen platformer on the Amstrad. This is the only version that I'm aware of. I didn't take a look at all of them. But this is the only uh, version of the game that is flip screen. All right. Now, why did they make this flip screen? I don't know. Because there are plenty of, as we know, we are plenty of Amstrad games that have fine scrolling. This is this is late in the Amstrad's lifetime. It lifespan. Is? Well, I mean, fairly late. <laughs> that even makes it less than make, makes sense. It, so it's not like they didn't have the, the technology. It's not like they didn't figure this out. There are scrolling games. Especially when you consider that although we've blown it up for your viewing pleasure, yeah. when you play this on the Amstrad... It is like one half screen size yeah. shrunk down in the middle. They didn't even bother to put the usual blank, like the name of the game or something underneath. They just left it just blank. blank. <laughs> just blank. So in this uh, flip screen monochrome platformer, what do you do? Well, <laughs> you can choose. You can choose to be either uh, uh, either of the Blues Brothers, Jake or Elroy. And Elwood. Yeah, sorry. Elroy. Elroy's on the Jetson. <laughs> uh, and they play the exact same. 
The sprites are different, but other than that, they don't have any... One doesn't jump higher, one doesn't run faster with boxes, anything like that. They play the exact same. You're just choosing which character you want to be. Uh, and you, your goal, the, the storyline is that the sheriff knew that you had a concert coming up and stole all your instruments. And instead of just putting them in lockup or something, he hid them throughout the town. So you have to run around these levels and collect all of your instruments so you can play your gig at the, at tonight. That's the storyline. And you notice, that's nothing like the storyline of the movie. No. Right? You know why? I don't know. They didn't license the movie. Okay. Oh, they licensed for like Saturday Night Live? They, they licensed the character's likeness. Okay. That's it. That's all they, they had license for. Well, that, of course, the music, because uh, uh, it does play Blues Brothers tunes throughout the thing. But yeah. they didn't actually license the movie rights uh, because that would have cost extra. And that's that's true between all of the platforms. All the platforms or all the different versions have the same plot line that you're, you're going around collecting instruments. So <clears throat> a lot of people think this is based off the movie. Yeah. It's not. It's based off the band. Okay. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Next thing of note, uh, you, you of course you can collect that it has collectibles you can choose to pick up if you want to. Uh, it very standard fare. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the sound on this, it's it, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's I mean, okay. Listen, it's it's ear. Some of the notes this thing hits. Are you were making fun of my renditions of some of these songs? I mean, these were ear-piercing notes. Well, now, I'm not saying the answer is not known for its like top shelf tunage. Correct. And this is not the worst they ever heard. Not why Manic Miner's walking around, but <laughs> this was not what I would call. It's and also you hear the same tune. Now I know there are more than one tune to put off where you get, but like I know I heard the same tune a lot. And, yeah, and, and I mean it's every not, level has a new song. It's funny. This it was just good enough to not be terrible, but it was not good enough to not be not very good. The loops, the the worst part of it is the loop is incredibly obvious, and it, you basically will certainly hear the loop. <clears throat> um, I think that's the worst part of it for me. But the the tunes were recognizable. I mean, if you they know, were, yes, you, if you yeah, know I the Blues Brothers songs, then you know. Uh, what's playing whenever it starts playing? Yeah. So you've got flip, you've got flip screens, you've got uh, four color graphics. I keep saying monochrome, but it's actually four. Uh, you have uh, uh, okay sound, not great. What about control? What about gameplay, hit detection, that kind of stuff? All right. The controls are great. I mean, you you go left, you go left, you hit jump, your guy jumps. Uh, it has a small amount of physics that if you're carrying a box which you use as weapons, uh, you'll actually jump lower. You won't have as high as jump. Uh, hit detection is spot on, which is really bad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're trying to jump as cops, for example. Because the gameplay is where this thing just dies a death. Oh, that's where it dies. Yes. I could actually <laughs> forgive every other aspect of this game, uh, but... The flip screen aspect of it, guards can hang out on the seam of the screen. And the guards have projectiles that, you know, they shoot. So they you can they can just be poking out just a small touch 
and you come up to them and they shoot at you and you can't do anything about it, or you'll go from one screen to the next and there'll be no guard, but as soon as you go into the next screen, there will be a guard, then you get hit and you fly back, then you go back to the other flip screen, inexcusable. What was your thought on that, Aaron? Well, I mean, of all the parts of the game that were bad, that's just another part that was bad. No, it was not bad. It made it unplayable. Well, there are some games that are flip screen that have that sort of thing going on. It's not like I ever like it, you know. So, yes, it's not good. Well, but I mean, well, I'll get into the litany of problems this has in a minute. I'll let you keep going. This is where the game shows that it's an Amiga port due to its enemy placement. They didn't bother to shift where enemies were. They left them in the same spot, which means that's why they're on the seams. That's why they're they're in, you know, right on the side of the screens. Because they're just plopped on where they were before. Horrible game design. Absolutely kills the game. Or lack of design yeah. or whatever you would call what yeah. that is. The levels Lighting. are maze-like. And they're boring. Uh, it's it's the same kind of repetitive cityscape pretty much throughout the entire game. The difficulty is off the charts, but not for any of the good reasons. It's always because you're getting cheap hit all over the place. Uh, it has some unique things where you can climb on ladders, climb on fences. You can swim in a few a few areas, but none of it saves the the flip screen element, and the cheap hits that you get, which makes this game almost unplayable. Also, there are presents, and the presents yeah, that you pick explain up, those. sometimes they're good, sometimes yeah. they're bad, sometimes they, they, they never actually do damage to your character, but sometimes you pick them up, and they will stun your character, and if anything is on the screen while you're stunned, you're yeah. going to take damage, because you're stunned I for like that. four seconds. Like, you need that in the game. Yeah. Can yeah. you just give us something? Game. So, so before I get into the nitty gritty, the the final thoughts on this, Aaron, yeah. go ahead and give me your thoughts on Listen, this game. We've played a lot of games on this show, mm-hmm. and this is the first time I was sitting here. As I sat here and watched this, let's talk. Yeah, I thought to myself, I wonder if this god awful looking game will affect how many people watch the YouTube video. <laughs> this is that's how bad this is. <laughs> this is a migraine inducing brain goo. Yeah, this is. I don't know what they were... This is an abomination. If you're an Amstrad owner, they need to give you a formal apology for releasing this. If you're going to release this game, the box should have been blue. So they could have been like, listen, we know. You know, don't expect color or anything. Oh, Where do I start? I mentioned the ear-piercing tunes that happen. Occasionally, they just hit a note. You're just like, oh, God. Yeah. I've heard good music on the Amstrad. This ain't it. So there's that. The 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 four color blue. Now it's the Blues Brothers, so it's sort of funny for about a second. Oh, it's not funny. And at then all. it's painful, as yeah. I mentioned. This will hurt your brain. I, I had I mean, listen. I'm pretty solid when it comes. To, I had trouble sitting there and playing this. Yeah, I had to fiddle with the colors so I could make it more palatable. I'm yeah. not lying. No, I I've never you. done that. I believe you. Okay, the the maze like uh, levels. <laughs> are confusing. You're really not sure what's going on. How far did you make it? Did you get off of level one? Yes. Did you get off level two? No. I didn't get off level two. I got off... By the way, I I was thinking to myself the whole time, I'm going to get to Brent. Because I'd played this on the Amiga before. Yeah. And also, I'm not the biggest fan. I love the Blues Brothers, but I'm not the biggest fan of this game anyway. And then when you picked this version, 
Oh, God, why? I, but, but I don't know why you hate us. So anyway, yes, all that. Then let's get to the enemy place that you mentioned. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yep. They, you, It's cheap. Yes. Jumping over guys, It's the colors are so bad, and everything blends together that it's hard to jump over the bad guys. It's hard to time your box throws, which is dumb, by the way. Uh, throw, just throwing crates at people. Everything moves in a weird, like, syrupy way. This what? is like getting high on NyQuil and playing this game. It's what it reminds the same kind of blue color, you know? It's like pouring it all over your head, just let it droop down in front of your eyes. The The fact that the enemies are where they're at it shows that the people that made this hate you. Yeah. Because they, they did the bare minimum to get by. Uh, the uh, uh, the controls are okay. They're no, okay. The controls are good. You know, but I mean, <laughs> you know, when you're driving your car to a brick wall, do you care that the controls are good? I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, I think this is one of the worst things we've ever played. That's one of the worst games I've ever played. Now, I'm glad you mentioned that, Aaron. So, I have to ask, uh, uh, have you heard of Amstrad Action? The, uh, Amstrad the magazine? magazine? Yes. Very... Very long-running Amstrad magazine. All right. right. Uh, can can you tell me what you think uh, the Amstrad magazine gave this game? Um, well, if it rhymes with blue, I would say give it a two. All right. <laughs> so the Amstrad magazine gave this a 95. That's out of 100. What? 95 out of 100. They should be, they should be burned. What did? How did they justify that? So they say uh, graphics eighty one percent eighty one great two color graphics neat single screen scrolling but a little in the way of animation. So their big complaint for this was that the animation was bad. They're not wrong. The animation's also bad. The, everything's got one or two frames. You ever see, did you see the guy going across the fence? Yeah. Remember when Mario went across the fence? It looked like a guy climbing a fence. This guy looks like he's just going like this. Boop, 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 boop. There's nothing going on. It's horrible. Okay. So, grab factor. What's that mean? 94%. What? A brilliant platformer, a, a brilliant platform up featuring lots of exploration. It's very easy to get into. Well, I will say there's a lot of exploration. <laughs> so then you have Sonic's sound. Yeah. 56%. Well, so that's, they docked that over graphics. Everybody, no, it was lower, way lower. Everybody needs somebody placed continuously and irritatingly throughout. Yeah. No spot FX. That's very true, and we didn't mention it. There are no FX sounds. It's only music playing yeah, continuously. You can have both. Staying power, 96%. Five large levels mean you won't finish it in a hurry either. No. The difficulty level is spot on. I'm not sure the game is super hard. That's the thing. It just It's painful to play. So, okay. That magazine sucks. So, that was issue 79 yeah. uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, Amstrad Action. Okay. And I have to wonder if there might have been some backdoor shenanigans. You think? Because in issue 98, yeah. they gave the game away for free uh, as a bundle with their a bundle in their magazine. So 
I mean, yeah, that's a few months later. I'm not going to deny it. It's over a year. You may be onto something there, the Brent. But, actually, you might have something there. But they later packed that in with their magazine. And and on the front page, exclaimed 95% rating winner. The complete five-level game. <coughs> you know, talking about it being bundled in with the magazine. Have you read anyone else with this theory? Or is this all No, Brent? this is all me. Uh, so you have to wonder how they ended up Listen, yeah. that's a, that's some good detective work. You almost justify this horrible, horrible pick because you're an idiot. That's actually good detective work. You might be on to something because there's a zero percent chance you give this a ninety-five. No, never. Maybe it... I don't care if you're like, oh, it's the Amstrad. The Amstrad wasn't crap. No, no. This would have been horrible in the spectrum. Yeah, and and it's I, known for having monochrome games. Yeah, yeah. So, Aaron, would you like to see this game fixed? For the Amstrad. No. Well, tough, because in <laughs> the year 2000, they set out to make a color version of this game. Who did? The, the community. Okay. So why? They, don't ask what why. What were they thinking? Don't know. No, don't ask why. So they went through and uh, uh, made a full colorized version of this game. All of the uh, sprites have been redone. All the levels have been redone. They retooled the music. Uh, it looks fantastic. It does not... And they also took it from the postage size stamp screen to yeah. full screen. Uh, it looks lovely. It really does. I've seen it in action. I've seen it on YouTube. Uh, they have playable versions of it out there. They've been tweaking it it's since... Not, it's not released fully yet. Um, they have playable versions of it out, uh, that you can get. Uh, and you can go on uh, YouTube and look to, for the Blues Brothers remake, and no. you can find some footage of it I won't there. be doing that. Uh, of course, when you add in all those colors and in CM stretch, you have to sacrifice something, and the, the game is noticeably slower. Uh, one thing you can say about the 1991 version, or 92 version, is it does scroll, it, the movement, it does have slowdown, but for the most part, the movement's pretty smooth. The remake, that's not quite the case. You can definitely tell that uh, adding in all those colors has hurt it and making the screen larger has hurt it. But it's still an amazing feature, an amazing thing for the community to do for a game that deserved better on the Amstrad. You know what? I, one of the things I can't figure out in any version. Okay, this uh -huh. is based on the Blues Brothers. Correct. Okay? The Blues Brothers is known for its over-the-top car chases. Yes. Okay. There's no car chases in this at all. No, it's all no. It's just platform. No one knows that. Do when you think Blues Brothers, do you think of Joliet Jake hanging off a fence? <laughs> well, you he, don't, do you? Well, I mean, every once in a while. No, yeah. you oh. don't. Or holding a balloon and floating. Well, you know, balloons. that's stupid. Oh, okay. So remaking this game would be a do-over. <laughs> well, I mean, they're keeping the the theme of the game the. It's like, you know, I've got screen. the Superman license. I'm going to make Superman license into a falling puzzle game. Falling piece. But that makes sense, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you match the Kryptonite and the Listen, this is a different shapes. And, and Titus. Oh. These guys never... I never liked those, that outfit. Oh, they're okay. They're what? <laughs> Stinker. So there you go, Aaron. Blue. That is the Blues Brothers on the Amtrak. You know, CPC. you... Because of you, some poor sucker... Subjected himself to play in this. We had one review sent in, believe it or not. Poor Pajaka. What did he ever do to you? <laughs> I'll see if he gave it a Pajaka writes, This is clearly a cut down 
port of the original Game Boy version. That's what I thought. Amiga. It's crazy. Which explains the minimal color scheme. That's an understatement. <laughs> Although mostly dark blue on a black background. This is like the whole game is copy protected, so you can't photocopy it, by the way. Anyway, sorry, Pachaco. Although mostly dark blue and a black background and only using about 60% of the screen makes this game quite hard on the eyes. No kidding. <laughs> the player moves and controls well. Collision detection is not perfect, but not awful. This could be a pretty good platformer, but unlike its Game Boy Parent, this version does not scroll and it breaks the game. Yeah. Not being able to see e around easily creates frustrating experiences and luck rather than skill will be involved when you first play. Moving into a new screen and immediately hitting an enemy or having to make a leap of faith only to miss a platform in the next screen and have to do a portion of the level again was not fun. Yeah. True. None of this was fun. The sad thing is the CPC can do scrolling games. We know. Yeah. Graphics are very blue. The music is okay, but it has a horrible high-pitched whine. Yes. And at, the, at the end of the tune, before it loops. Yeah. A potentially good game. That sadly falls short of its potential. Five out of ten. That's, he was very kind. Very generous. Very generous. He was very kind. You know, I, I want to chastise you before we move on because this was god awful. I got to ask you, what made you pick the Amstrad version of this? Was it the backstory? Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I thought, I thought there, was, there was a lot of interesting stuff. And plus, the Amstrad doesn't get nearly enough love, and or apparently Listen, nearly enough hate. We've loved, we've loved on the Amstrad a lot on this show. We put a lot of Amstrad on this show, but you've set the Amstrads back ten years, and that's saying something. It's horrible. Whoosh, whoosh, bad, bad, Brit, bad. So what did? Okay, 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 okay. I admit it wasn't the best game. No, it wasn't. It was horrible. But what did you bring to the table? Listen, I brought the heat. When you think of musical acts with a game, it's not the Beatles. Are you kidding me? Those losers. It's not freaking Elton John's Pinball Machine, bam. You know what it is. It's bam. It's Wu-Tang, brother. Woo! Wu-Tang Clan. And that's what I'll be playing this week. Wu-Tang. Shaolin style, Brent. It's the Wu. Now listen. I, I told you what my choices were limited to. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so I thought to myself, okay. What games can I pick that I've never played before? Because I want something I never played before. All right? right. Okay, that's fair. I did too. And also, I thought to myself, what's better than a, uh, than a game you've never played before? But how about a, a game from a band you've never listened to before? And lo, lo it came to pass. It's time for some Wu-Tang. Now, before I get into the game, because this game's got a lot to talk about, let's talk about, I'm going to give you the, Britt yelled at me before the show. He said, I don't want a 20-minute synopsis of the Wu-Tang Clan. I don't worry. So, in case you're not familiar with the Wu-Tang, these guys are a big deal, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they are a hip-hop group out of Staten Island. Uh, in 92, uh, the original members got together. And, and I'm going to try to go through these guys real quick. There's a lot of them. This band is a clan of guys. There's like a ton of guys in it. You got Riza, Gaza, Old Dirty B. We'll have to edit that guy's name. It's so dirty. Method Man, the uh, Raquan, Ghostface Killer. I love that guy. Inspect the Deck, You God, and Master Killer. They got two killers in there. These guys, and now listen, and you, I know what you're saying. It's like, oh, come on. But this is early in the game, and this stuff came out, and they came on uh, uh, with their big album, and, like, it was huge. In fact, 
their album, their very first album is is acclaimed as one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. It was called Enter the Wu Tang 36 Chambers, based on an old kung fu movie that I've actually seen back in the day. So I'm gonna give them credit for that because that's awesome. I love the old, you know, I like the old martial arts. Right. Uh so uh this thing they they uh it debuted in their so that album is one of the all-time greats. And their next album debuted in the Billboard Top 200. It was nominated for Best Rap of 88 at the Grammys. They released a ton of albums. Uh, and one thing you may know about the Wu-Tang, the Brent, is they're the ones, they had a seventh album called Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. It, they only made one copy of this thing. And it was bought by that ju- pharmaceutical jerk. Remember that guy <laughs> no. who was charged like $18 billion for that drug and he daily? He's like mm-hmm. the biggest smirky douchebag jerk. He said, I think he went to the joint. His name was Martin Shirkelly. Sh- uh, Sh- I think his name was Shirkelly. Anyway, he was a punk. So that's, you just heard the extent of my knowledge <laughs> on the band. Now, on the flip side of this, we've got to get, before we get into this game proper, okay, we've got to talk about the backstory of the game, which I didn't know this game had a backstory until oh, I Oh, you didn't I- watch the story? No, no, I don't mean the game's plot. I mean oh, the backstory okay, okay. of the game. Fair enough. So this game was developed by an outfit called Paradox Entertainment. Now, there's a wrestling and Amiga connection to this whole game, okay? <laughs> Paradox uh, did a, uh, a few games, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, X-Men Academy 1 and 2, uh, Lion King, Simba's Adventure. They did some stuff on the PS2 and Xbox. They did Backyard Wrestling 1 and 2. Uh, X-Men Next Dimension, and they also had their name changed at one point. We'll get into that. At the Midway Studios, Los Angeles, they did Mortal Kombat, Shaolin Monks, and the TNA wrestling game as well. All right. All right. So, you could, uh, so there's a reason I'm, in, I'm bringing this up. So flashback to the late 90s. Okay. Paradox is working with Virgin on a game. Okay. And the game they're working on is a game that would, well, originally it was going to be a game that was based on this bizarre sport. I think it's like uh, uh, it's African or something. It's a, it was almost like a half of a speedball court. It was real strange. But they developed this engine to play this game. And part of the game would be you would whack a guy, whack a sucker, you know, punch him, kick him. Okay. And so they're making this game. And Activision's like, you know, the fighting part looks pretty good. Well, why don't you do more of that? And eventually they just got rid of the sport and then decided to make the, a fighting <laughs> game. So I saw a great documentary where they're talking about how what they're going to, they want to be different in the fighting genre. So this guy comes into the office with all the writers, then he brings a box. And the box is full of like uh SM books and weird, like way out in left field porn. He goes, Yeah, we're gonna base the game with stuff like this. And distribute people. And this is straight from the writers. I'm not making this up. And so they looked at this and like, what are we gonna do with this? And so what they ended up making or attempting to make was a game called Thrill Kill. You ever heard of that? Yes, I have. So Thrill yeah. Kill was sort of this infamous game that uh, where you it was a four it was a four at once fighting game, like an arena style fighter, which is super rare at that time. It's maybe one of the very first ones. Where you would take these bizarre characters and, and fight. And the gimmick of the game was if you ever won the ultimate tournament in the backstory, you would get your you'd come back to life, sort of like Eternal Champions or something, right? So this game was coming along and it was looking pretty solid, if not stupid. I've actually played Thrill Kill. I didn't know that 
that this game was based on that right. until later on. But once I started playing, I'm like, oh yeah, I did some research. So Thrill Kill was bizarre. I yeah. mean, it's got a there's a there's a little person on stilts in there, and there's a bunch of weird S and M people and contortionists. Yeah, and all it's this. crazy time. Anyway, so while they're making this, uh, Virgin goes under. And all the assets. So anyway, all their their game gets bought up by EA. Like a, a, it's a it's a big wacky thing. And so like, well, what do we do now? And so they're like, yeah, we're not ever releasing this. Of course, you're, you're not ever releasing Thrill Kill because it was known as ultra super violent. Yeah. We're not ever going to release it. So they had to go back to the drawing board. So then they were gonna they were gonna talk, uh, make a game called Fubar, which was based on the same engine. But they were fishing around, and lo and behold, here comes the Wu Tang Clan license. And Wu-Tang is hot, so they got to go with Activision, and it was go time uh, on what, what ends up being the Wu-Tang uh, game, Wu-Tang Shaolin style, which is what we're looking at today. A lot to get to there. So this is, this game was built from the uh, not-so-different ashes of Thrill Kill. I mean, they're, the engine's practically untouched. The same, yeah. Um, this was, again, developed by Paradox and released in 99, only on the PlayStation. This didn't have any other releases. Uh, and the, I wanted to get into the people that made it a little bit for, and I've got a reason for this. Uh, I was looking over who made this, and I recognize a couple guys. The lead programmer was a guy named Peter Jeffries. He did the Amiga game Wild Cup Soccer, which we played on CD32. Uh, he also did he did a lot of stuff I mentioned. He did the, the backyard wrestling stuff. He also did brutal football, brutal sports football, which we liked on the Amiga. Carl Lewis Challenge on the Amiga. He did 68,000 versions of Pit Fighter. So he, he, this guy's got an Amiga background. The uh, co-programmer, David uh, Oilman, he also he wrote a bunch of C64 Amigas. He did, a, he did a Forbidden Fruit on the C64. He did Ashes of the Empire. He designed that on the Amiga. Uh, he also did Lords of Midnight and Midwinter, the DOS versions. We played those on the Amigos. So it's kind of neat that these guys uh, were involved. And the other programmer, uh, David uh, Gwintu, he worked on Techno Super Hockey on the Genesis. I don't know if you ever played that. And he also worked on the TNA game, Backyard Wrestling. All these guys worked on all the Backyard Wrestling games, all the X-Men Mutant Academy games, and the, and the Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks game. So this is the team that you've got making up the Wu-Tang game. Now, let's get into the game, the game proper, Brent, because this game, I will say, is was something different. That's for sure. So Wu-Tang is a game... Where you are, it's basically a four. It's a four-player simultaneous fighting game, okay, in, in an arena fighting game, right? And you're thinking to yourself, how did they take this hip hop band and make a game out of that? Well, if you know anything about the Wu Tang Clan, their mystique and their their the way they do stuff is all entrenched in the old sort of kung fu chop suey films of the seventies, you know, Shaw Brothers and stuff. And so, what they've done is they've taken those characters they that are them. And they've sort of martial arts them up. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to go on record right now because I don't want to hurt anybody that loves the Wu Tang, right? And I'm not, this is no uh, bad mouth in them as artists, right? But this is without a doubt one of the most self serving games I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is, when you, like right now, if you're watching at home, we're in the story mode screen. This is where you pick a character. They have three screens of text describing their backstories. And about their solo albums and all the people they worked with. I mean, if you're a Wu-Tang Clan fan and you're really into the people in the band, like, I guess this is really awesome. But it's so, <laughs> it's so arrogant sound. It just seems so arrogant. 
and there are little symbols strode everywhere. It's like the bat symbol. It's everywhere in the yeah, game. It is. You know, uh, so yeah. you all, if, if I hope you like the Wu Tang symbol because you're going to see it a lot. Uh, you get a goodly amount of guys to start off with. You get like at least like uh, what is it, eight guys start off. Yeah, with, yeah. And you can get a couple. You get a couple from. more as you go. The story of this game, and I will say, I, I didn't want to. I watched. I got a good chunk of the way through it. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't watch the very end because I wanted to save it. Believe it or not. So picture. Well, I'm going to spoil it for picture you. Picture the night. <laughs> picture 1990, the late 90s, 1999, This game comes into view, and think about the the way computer graphics were rendered back in this. You know, when they used to do the cutscenes. Yes. This would still not be that great. No. It's not no, that good. It was good. bad even for the time. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I would say there's that no that, doubt. because there's a cutscene at the beginning of this story. The story mode, of course, it, really you've got you only got a few modes. Okay, you've got story fighting story mode. You've got a uh, basically a one on one mode where you know like or four on four versus. Yeah, versus mode. Versus mode. Oh, let's do the other modes first. I'll come back to story mode. Versus mode. You can you can have one player through four players. Any combination of one to four. And you can add computer players to people that aren't there. So you can right. play three on... And they all fight each other. It's, yeah. pre, it's pretty cool. It works, just like you said. It's nothing spectacular. There's no tournament mode. Then there's practice mode. And practice mode, you just pick a guy, and you it will help you learn the moves, the moves of the, of the different characters. And right. I will say, uh, the moves list in this is... I don't think I've ever seen a game that had this many moves in my life. And that's a shoot. And I've played a lot of fighting games. The list of moves for these guys, it's like... 25 30 moves. I mean it's ridiculous. Well, and they, it, they're kind of they're kind of samey. Well, there are like well, here's a move like double jab. That's yeah. a move. But yeah. I mean still it's there it's a combo. It's in there. Um so and then you've got an option screen that lets you save and load and uh, uh do, and adjust the screen and stuff like that. I didn't see a difficulty uh, level change either. No, so I, I, think, I don't think there's one. So in story mode you are, I guess, the Wu Tang Clan in the story are sort of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in a lot of ways. They're very, you could have put the turtles in here. Am I lying? Because no, you're not. In the game, the Wu Tang Clan all live together at this house, I guess, and their master is this old Chinese guy. All right. So at the very, very beginning, you see this evil Chinese guy. He's like, oh, he's got this army of of martial artists practicing in this field. You know, he's like Doctor Klein. He's like, listen, he goes. We need the secret to take over the world. We're going to have to get the secret of the Wu-Tang fighting style. It's yeah. the best one. He goes, we're going to go get their master, and get, and we're going to beat it out of them. And the guys are like, okay. And so they, I guess they get on plane or whatever. They fly over to uh, Staten Island, and the Wu-Tang master is in there. And there's a, there's a scene at the very beginning where the, the, the Wu-Tang master comes rolling in, and that guy attacks him, and he takes this guy and beats the crap out of him. Well, no, well, okay. It's one of the, well, I'm going on. It's, okay. one of the, it's one of the Wu-Tang members. There you go. Right, I'm not done. And so he's like, yeah, you can't be, yeah, he goes, the secret of, be, of not being sneak attacked is to not be sneak attacked. That's all, it's a real dumb phrase. Yeah. So two seconds later, that guy leaves, and then the guy is sneak attacked and beaten down, <laughs> which is great. It was like two seconds later, he gets pounded. By these guys, they kidnap the master. So the game revolves around going to go get your master, okay, in a weird roundabout way. No, that's exactly what the game. Yeah, is. but I mean, it's not like they make a beeline to the master. They're screwing around town, like they screw around Staten Island, and then they go to the docks. So once that's out of the way, you you take you've got your fighter, and you. This was interesting. This reminded me a lot of the uh, uh, Kasumi Ninja. 
on the on the on the jag because in, you don't just go into a fight. You have to. There, it starts you in this like room, and you have to walk to the fight. Okay, you have to you have to run down an alley or something to go to these fights. That's the way Kasumi Ninja was. And so, as you go down these alleys, it'll say like, okay. Uh, it, you're down scumbag alley, like so-and-so's waiting for you. And you go in there and you fight him in this arena-style combat. Sometimes it's one guy, two guys, or three guys. It's not always four guys. As you fight these guys, you're using all your you're using your four uh, PlayStation face buttons, and you also got your, your two upper buttons that, that, buttons. that do a duck and a, and a block, okay? It uses combinations of all these to perform moves. The move might be forward... Uh, XX or X and Y or tri- or X and uh, uh, triangle or square and triangle, and they will do different maneuvers, including throws uh, and, and whatnot. And the different members of the group uh, have different, some of them have different weapons. Like Dirty Old B does, doesn't have any weapon. He just uses his hands. He's like a drunken guy. I, I used Ryza the most with the swords because I liked him. I believe Method Man has a hammer, you know, you big, like a sledgehammer yeah. you can use. So you go into these combats, you've got your weapon, and you fight whoever you're supposed to fight. Uh, there's the health bar, the whole nine yards. Now, the weird thing about this game, well, amongst the weird things, let's say you go into the alley and you beat up some ninjas, okay? All right. They're coming back because once you kill guys, they just beam back into combat a few seconds Well, they have later. a life system, yeah. Well, no, yeah. It's, it, it, I don't like that. Well, I, don't, I, didn't, I thought that was weird. You would kill your arch nemesis, he just comes back. You don't kill him. It would just beam back in. I don't know what that was all about. I don't know why this didn't give him a longer life bar. I don't know why he had to do that. Does that have you ever seen a game that did that? Uh, uh, no. A fighting game? No. So why it, would you do it? It is odd. Yeah, it I, is. I think it's because you can, in this game, you can get people into combos and literally juggle them for uh, 14, 15, 18, 20 hits. And yeah. if someone just had a long life bar, you could literally just juggle them to death, and that'd be the end of it. At least when they have a life, they die, they respawn in the middle of the arena or somewhere else in the arena, and, and you have to at least maneuver to get them back into a corner to do a super combo. Well, there's. I thought it was dumb. And I'm and, not saying it wasn't dumb. All right, I'm just I'm telling you sure why they did it. Because we've played a lot of fighting games, and the, the, the thing that where you would knock an enemy out and he would, and he would lay down and die and disappear... And then that exact same guy would pop back up, and he could still kill you. It was dumb. Well, now, this this was more final, uh, more of a, a a final fight game than a fighting game. Well, I don't eyes. I don't agree with that. So, as you make your way through the game, when you feel like you'll go down path A, okay, and then when you come back, and once you beat that path, uh, that that area, which is literally like you'll go, it's like you walk down one alley. There's the area, okay. Then it brings you back to the middle again. And then that area is closed off. You've beat it already. Uh, then you can go to the next area. You'll go through these areas, and ultimately you'll end up with like a, a, an end guy at the end that you've got to fight. But I will give the game credit for, a, for several things, actually. Uh, for 1999, this four-player fight engine is pretty tight. I mean, it, for a fun romp. Like, if you're expecting Street Fighter II uh, smoothness, you know, it's not. If you're expecting four-player uh, chaos, and probably one of your friends who's gotten who knows enough of the moves to be a lot more dangerous, that's sort of what this is. But it's not bad; it's smooth. Uh, the characters look pretty. I thought they looked pretty good for the most part. They they really worked up the ang- the Asian angle on it with like some of the bad guys. 
they and, and, or some of the exploitation movies of the sixties and seventies, you know, like uh, Foxy Brown type stuff in there. Uh, I like that aspect of it. The sound was good. The guys talked. You know, they, I will say I thought that I, from what I read, this game has three like uh, exclusive Wu Tang songs that are in it. I got sick of the songs. Yeah, because I think three is all they had because it repeats like, like it repeated a, a lot. Yeah. Uh, but um, so you've got so you here you are you're in an arena you're fighting three other guys there's music going there's sound effects you're doing all this stuff it's not bad the actual combat and stuff's not bad I played bu- a bunch of the different Wu Tang members they play a lot differently yeah like if you're they're playing, very unique if you play the unarmed guy dirty old B he's a he's he's fast he does that wacky drunken style and I mean they programmed that baked it right in if you play uh, Method Man with the hammer. Like the hammer feels heavy because when he swings it, it takes him a second to draw it back up. Yeah, and, no, it, and it, I so agree. You, it, you All that's to, very good. You have to plan how you're going to rise up with a sword. He's cool. He, you know, he does lots of he does lots of nice sword strikes stuff. And if you get good at his moves, you can really cause some trouble. There's also throws in the game, and you can tell these guys worked on wrestling games because there's some straight up wrestling in this game, including yeah. Goldberg's uh, uh, finishers in the game. There's backbreakers and all kinds of wrestling-related stuff. So clearly, these guys had done a few uh, some wrestling games uh, in the past. Uh, the various arenas and stages are they're okay. I, I, they have to be made in a certain way, you know. So there's not like you're not going to see things going to blow you away. I thought starting like the way the game the rounds start, you're right on top of the guys, and and so that's annoying. And also when they come back into combat. They could beam and be attacking you before they're even beamed back in. Yes. You know, so I got some Blues Brothers flashbacks and they would come back in. That's another reason I don't like that. Because, and there's a, like, if you're fighting uh, one or two guys and you kill them both, you just got to sit there like a doofus waiting for them to beam back in. You know they're coming because the game's not over. Yeah. So the combat's still pretty good. And then, of course, this is the late 90s. So what do you also have? You got to have finishing moves. Each guy in the game has several finishes. You can pick them up along the way. Uh, for example, Rise's finisher that I had early is that once he finishes a guy off and the screen goes like, darn, try to play this sinister music. And then he would throw up a sword up in the air and he would spin kick the sword and push it through a guy's head and staple him to the back wall. I saw, I watched all the finishers. There were pretty good ones in there. A lot of them just involved by his body parts flying open. You could tell this came from Thrill Kill because even when you don't kill a guy permanently, like his arms and legs will fly off. Yeah, yeah. It's almost comical in a way, <laughs> uh, but but uh, when you as you go through the game, there's sort—I'm not gonna say it's lighthearted, but it's not like super serious. And then I get to this cutscene, uh, all the poor that once they've captured the master, where they literally skin him alive on the cutscene. I was like, oh god, it was horrific, horrific cutscene. So it's not all. I probably wouldn't let the kids play this one, <laughs> you know. Oh, well, it's not like they never get there. Uh, there's another system I got to talk on here when I, as I close this up, which is the 36 chamber system. This is actually pretty cool because what it is is basically it's a it's like an achievement system that's built into the game. Each of the characters has a certain amount of uh, special acts they have to perform, and when they perform the act, they'll they'll fill in a, a, a dot on this chamber screen, and it'll and the, it can be like doing a certain amount of combos, getting to a certain point, uh, pulling off a certain uh, uh, act will get you a dot on the on the chamber screen. And then when you get all the dots, when you you end up getting to fight the main guy. You have to go through the game with everybody, fill up all the dots, 
and then at the end you can fight the main the main villain, which I didn't get to do, uh, obviously because that would take forever. But I mean, I thought that was kind of a neat a neat uh, element to the game. Uh, before I get into reviews of Brent, I mean, I think that's a pretty good overview of the game. What did you think of this bad boy? Eh. That describes this game pretty well. Eh. Because there are aspects of this game that were decently fun. Uh, one-on-one combat is where this actually shines, in my opinion. You, whenever you have... <clears throat> let's talk gameplay, Aaron. Yeah. Whenever you have more than one other opponent... Targeting is a nightmare. There it, is no, there is no individual target. There is no. It, it, they should have used the shoulder buttons yeah. to cycle targets. Which is, if you've played it, like a lot of wrestling games will do this yes. that have multiple people in the ring. That would have been a help because now it's funny. It doesn't come up as much as it does in a wrestling game. But when you because most of the time you're just hitting anything that moves. You know what I mean? You're not trying to. Well, I mean, it doesn't give you the option of doing that. I agree. I agree with you on that. They and the the camera swivels in this in this weird way. When you've just got one other opponent on the screen, it keeps it kind of like a a Street Fighter 2D perspective, which is nice. Yeah. But when you have more than two characters on the screen, it tries to incorporate everyone, but it won't center on your character. It won't pivot on your character. It pivots in the middle of the action, which gives you all these crazy weird camera angles that don't make any sense. Uh, the nice thing is all the special moves are you know up, down, or left, right, and it doesn't matter. You're not worried about moving uh, so much because the 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 uh, the special moves when you're doing movement actions on the control pad, you don't your character doesn't move. The special moves are sort of like what you would see in say Tekken. More than a yes. I mean that's you know what I'm saying like yeah. like uh uh back forward and hold X or back forward and hit X. Yeah. Or triangle and square at the same time to do a hold. They're very and this game doesn't feel like Tekken, by the way. No. I no. will say I there you know, moving back and forth into the plane. I thought this because there is no jumping. Per se, there there is so, no jumping, and so, but that's actually a good thing because yes. in those games jumping stings. Yeah, and not having jumping, but having you move back and forth with that, that actually works quite nicely. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a ballerina to chin or something where it's real floaty or weird. No, no. This is more. Uh, they. I like the way they handle it, and the camera didn't bother me as much as, as the, you, the as camera really bothered me with more than one piece. But like. Well, so you're you're doing up and down movements, right? You're just up down real quick. Yeah. Your character doesn't move. It to move your character in a direction. There's just a slight enough pause bef- between when you hit the direction and you start moving. That if you're trying to do moves, you can do moves without your character wiggling around the screen. Uh, like the character I use, the uh, nickname the genius. I can't remember which one it is. The guy with the whip. Uh, yeah. Whip glaive. Yeah, that's cool. By the way, uh, I like that guy too. You can do three sixties on the control pad to do one of his moves. Yeah, and your character just it doesn't jump around. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, I, um, I know it's. Yeah, I noticed that too. You don't look like an idiot when you miss a right. move. It just doesn't do it. Yeah. Uh, the difficulty of, the, of this game is stupid. You think the, it's too hard? Or the too very easy? first, the very first screen that it drops you in, it's you versus three other people. And you get absolutely slaughtered. Now it no yes I I got past that easily no and me, yeah uh, no I you, no 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 I'm sorry go ahead yes you get past it but you don't get past it because you're good or because it's fair 
you get past it because it gives you like six lives. So you can die over and over and over and you only have to kill them once. So that it, 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 the, the uh, difficulty is totally based off of how many lives you have versus how many lives your opponent has, which is crap. How far did you get in this, Aaron? I got all the way to China. Yeah, I got to China. Okay. Yeah. There, and and there's, a, there's a mission in China. The very I, first mission, you can't get past. There's a guy that's like really tough. Yeah. And it, he had three of your guys against him. Yeah. He's tough. Yeah. I got past him and I got crushed for the next batch. Yeah. The, the difficulty, yeah. it's all over the map. Sometimes the game is super easy. And when you're fighting just one on one, like I've said a million times, it's enjoyable and fun. Uh, but when you're playing you versus three other characters, it's it's crap. It's no it's no fun because you are so busy fighting the controls and the camera, and you blocking in this game does not matter. If you block, they just hit where you're not blocking. Yeah, the AI is good at getting you when you're blocking. I, I didn't block that much, uh, or just throwing you. But it does do a lot of unique things with the concept. For an example, it has one where it's not about you winning. It's about you surviving for two minutes. And the the, story, the yeah. story line is you have, your buddies are trying to get to the plane and you're yeah. trying to distract the enemy. It has a couple levels where you have a, a person on your team, but he's down. He can't help. And you have to make sure the other two characters you're fighting uh, don't kill him. Don't kill him, yeah. right? Yeah. So it does fun things like with the that. concept. Yeah. Um, I thought that was clever. I, and I didn't expect it either. I mean, no, I didn't either. I, so they take they took what they had and they they did some variations on it. Yes, which were welcome. Yes. it makes it a little bit different when you're just trying to, to survive. Absolutely, you know? and the game's not garbage. No, okay. The absolute brain dead thing about this game though is the HUD system. Having to walk down an alley and then getting tell and it gives you like a cut scene of what the story thing is, and then pulling you back to the same alley you just left. Then you have to find what door you haven't went through and then well, walk down you. there. It, uh, it does you. tell you, but it's it's dumb. Well, it it's should have something where dumb. you don't even walk, because you have to walk right up to where you're going before it says anything, and so you're walking around like an idiot. No, this is what it should have done. Instead of kept pulling you back to a hub world, yeah. it should just be a linear path because it doesn't matter. Well, I mentioned that they did the same thing in Kasumi Ninja. On, on yeah. the, and, there, and there's a reason for that because of the era. This was because that was the 3D was just coming in and this was seen as something that was interesting that added a little bit of realism or depth to it. And despite but now, we would just rather get on with it. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, that didn't age. That part didn't age well. I'll admit that. I didn't uh, like that either. Also, the arenas are too small. Too small. I looked up, Aaron, while you were talking. Yeah. When did Power Stone come out for uh, the Dreamcast? That was Dreamcast. Dream yes. would have been uh, 1999. Oh, okay. Same Very time cool. as right. this. I knew it was close. And it had these huge, expansive arenas. Now, you might say, well, well Brent, that was game. only two players. Yeah. Well, Power Stone 2 came out beginning of 2000, had four players, had these huge arenas, had much more detailed graphics. If you're going to play an arena-style combat game, unless you were drawn to the Wu-Tang branding, just go play Power Stone. I like this way more than Power Stone. Oh, you're insane. Because I know there's a reason. This is a fighting game, like that. The, the, the power is more like Smash Bros. No, it's not. That's not. That's not really a fighting game. Oh man, that's I an so arena disagree. Combat game. I'm not going to get into a Power Stone debate with you. I just 
This is more my style of game. They came – here's the way I look at this. for An, an opening volley, all right, this is a very close hit. They didn't, it's not a home run. It's not a home run, but I'm, what I'm saying is this is a game where they've got a lot of stuff right. The, yeah, the arenas aren't huge, but, I mean, they're – they're working. They're minuscule. They're not. They, listen, it, no, they're not all that small. Yeah, I never felt like I was totally enclosed unless it was meant to be like that. I, dude, the ninja thing. When, how many times did you have to fight the ninjas? Twice. Uh, I had to fight them many more times. Uh, well, I got good at playing Ryza. Oh, real good. I was I was doing real well. And, and and something else that you mentioned. I mean, listen, as the game goes on, they expect you to learn how to play the game. This thing's got 20, 30 moves you can memorize. Right, but that has no – the ninjas you kill in one shot. Well, so I know. None of that matters. No, but it, it does matter because it's it's it put, it's placement. I didn't think the, the ninjas were learning the level. Anyway, with all that said. But, okay, final thoughts on this. Yeah. This is not a bad game. I don't think it's a good game. I'm not going to come back to this. I got way more frustration from it than I did enjoyment. I think the fatalities – uh, which you have to put a code in to even get. Yeah. Uh, they're fun the first couple times, but you're going to find yourself skipping them. They're automatic. So it's not unlike, say, Mortal Kombat, where you might do something really cool and then you feel rushed to get over there and do the movement to get in the fatality. It's not like that. You get a fatality every single time you win the match, uh, which to me takes away kind of the uh, 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 enjoyment of what a fatality is meant to be. The voice acting is in this it's from the Wu Tang Clan. They folded in some of the worst I've yes, ever heard. I forgot heard. to mention that it is, <coughs> it's so oh bad. Oh my god! They are unmotivated as hell doing this thing. Yeah, for your own game, you think you get it more. And by the way, the non Wu Tang stinks too. But they all stink. The non Wu Tang are marketably better. Well, I'm just saying they. It all. Better. It's none of it's any good. <laughs> One of the first scenes, he's like, "Oh man." I'm not good enough. Yeah. And the master's like, oh, you need to practice more. He's like, it's so oh, generic. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, yeah. what have I done? Yeah, yeah. it's bad. Uh, but that, it's so it's this so that is so bad it's funny. Yeah, it is. They're really bad. I agree with that. Uh am I telling people not to play this? No. I I, I would this isn't gonna be something I come back to. If this if you are interested in Wu Tang, if you're interested in arena combat, it, to me, this is more of a final fight. That, or a, a, a pit fighter. Pit fighter is exactly what I would compare this to. This is a better playing pit fighter. It's like a it's like a three D pit fighter. Yeah. yeah. Except that we, I mean, it's the same concept. I, yeah. I, I, I wish some of the aspects of pit fighter were in this. Like I'm seriously like getting the stuff with the crowd. Oh, yeah. And it's funny. This game is sort of like the predecessor to something like a Vendetta or a Def Jam yes. Fight for New York, which are vastly superior super games. superior and games. they do what we just said yeah. they basically took pit fighter and this and made them into a better game yeah. so yeah if you're gonna play a game like this that's the one to play but this i have to say this was better than i thought it would be uh, i was dreaded after that opening yes yeah <laughs> i was, like, I was oh, very cringe for the first five minutes but after the game actually started and after i got past that first ridiculous match uh, I had fun for a while, and then I got really frustrated. Yeah, and I think this will be a blast with four people. I really do. Uh, I think it'd I be a lot of fun. I think the skill levels between the two people, if you had two equally matched people, sure, but if someone was better than another person, they're going to clean house. Well, I appreciate the amount of depth that the fighters have. I will yeah, say that. Yeah, it, it had a lot of characters. You could learn your character real well and look real cool yeah. if you wanted to. 
Um, I want to mention before I get into the reviews that there was a special controller issued for this game. The uh, the Wu-Tang W controller, not George Bush. The W controller looked like the Wu-Tang symbol. It looks like a horrible controller, yeah. but it's out there. I'll price it here in a minute for your amusement. Uh, the critics on this were uh, sort of all over the map. Absolute Places gave this a 90. A Gamezilla gave it an 89. Adrenaline Vault gave it an 80. IGN an 80. Cyber Games a 69. A Game Revolution 67. Uh, CBG gave it a 40. They crushed it. So, But overall, it, it, it uh, apparently did well. It was well-received by critics. Uh, we got a review here from our uh, good buddy Pajaka, who writes, Wu-Tang, a fighter that seems to get a lot of stick for being bad. I'm not masculine in my fighters, so I don't know if it was just that bad or the game was quite tough. From the second character onwards, I was getting my butt handed to me. Most of the time, I resulted to uh, cheesing it with timed hold and throw moves. Each character has a fairly extensive move list, which is difficult to remember, so most of my fights became button bash fests. For a PS1 game, I thought it was okay. Nothing to write home, though. Uh, in an age where I can play almost anything that isn't uh, this isn't one I'd go to first for my fighting fix, but one-on-one -on -one with a friend, I'd play it 7 out of 10. I think that's a fair uh, thing. I, actually, I thought the game was a lot. I didn't think it was that super tough. It's just a matter of, it's a game we practice on it. I practice on it during the week, and I got better towards the end of the week. Simple. That's fair. Um, let's go into the eBay on this. I looked the, this well, up. Well, the Wu-Tang controller, before you get into the game itself. I got the controller right here. I've got more modern, updated No, numbers. you don't. Go ahead. Since you jumped me, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, this, the Wu-Tang controller in January of 23, sold for 60 bucks, And in February 22, uh, the February 22nd, it sold for 300 bucks. Yeah. All over the map. Well, the $300 one was sealed in a little bag. Yeah. So that, you got that going for it. Uh, the game, uh, the game, uh, complete in box, is going pretty expensive between... I saw many of these going between fifty and eighty dollars. No. The disc by itself, I saw sell for forty bucks. Whoa! So, yeah, I know. I was I was pretty surprised as well. Overall, a fun game. I really do. I recommend trying this out. I think it might be fun. I might bring this to Boat Fest just so we can play some four player action because this is one game where you get some four players I've never played it before and probably still have a, a good amusing time. <laughs> you know what else is an amusing time? The brand. It's the wheel. Oh! Let's hit it. It's wheel time, It's eh? wheel time, man. Let's get this ball rolling. So what do we add this week to Brent? This week in the Retro Rewind split, we have Super Text Boy's suggestion of illegally published games. That's a fairly recent one. Might come back up. Okay. And in the uh, new slot, we have ARG-themed fan games. Yeah. These are games that the community, uh, the ARG community has put together. Uh, and it's a gimmick. And we, we are, like it. And we're going to highlight them if that, yeah. when that comes up. Yeah, Not if it comes up, when choice. it comes up. So. What are you rooting for this week? Uh, Burger Games. You know I love it. Are you ready? I'm Aaron? ready. Watch, the, watch this action. Yeah. yeah, nice work. What a goof. And the winner is... What is the winner, Brent? Can you tell us now? And it is games that you have come around on oh, by John Bodekar Schaller. Games you've come around on, Brent. So these are games that you didn't like at first, 
But when you when you came back to him at a later date, you were like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, that might, wow, that's going to be tough to to uh, determine. I don't because I'm pretty. I never really changed my mind on hardly anything. <laughs> yeah, you are pretty stubborn. I have to think about that because that's going to be tough. I have to rock with the and God knows what system they'll be on. I have no idea. So it's a very broad. That's a very broad and that's open a typical. Comic. That's a typical boat comment right there. Uh, listen, we appreciate everybody turning out today. We had a good crowd in the chat here. Hope you all enjoyed our look at these uh, music-based games. I mean, the Blues Brothers, man, no one's enjoying that. God, oh, yeah, well done. At least, hey, listen, you pulled a you pulled a nugget of of a gold out of that manure pile there at the end. Uh, Brittany, anything you want to float across the board here before we take something to the house? Uh, Boat Fest, it's coming up soon. Get your tickets. They are going to sell out. Yeah, if no, you do, I mean, if, I don't know how many they got left. They can't have, have that many. If you have any intention on going, you need to get a ticket as soon as possible. We want you to be here, and we have to restrict ticket sales due to fire marshal stuff. So it's not going to be like, Oh, like we'll let in ten more people. No, we're it's a hard nose, hard line. I might let you into the back door. Listen, uh, go to boatfest.info for all your boat fest needs. Listen, uh, this thing's going down Friday, June twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. Start at four. Saturday we're gonna pick it up. June twenty fifth. I think boats are gonna start that at nine in the morning on Saturday. We'll run this thing all day. Two day event. We would love for you to come down. Uh, to visit us. And a lot of our buddies, online buddies, Discord buddies are going to be around. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so it should be a lot of fun. It should be a happening. Yeah. And I, I'm bringing, listen, at the bare minimum, let's say it's a complete disaster. It's held in an old basement, which is not. Right? At the bare minimum, I'm unloading the vault. All my gaming stuff will be there. I'm bringing the virtual pinball machine. I'm bringing it all. You can go there and just play games and you have a good time. Get you a drink, have a good time, get you some soda pop. Whatever your choice is, get you some chips, sit down and play some Vectrix, play some pinball. It'll be a lot of fun. And then, oh, by the way, there'll be live shows. There'll be contests. There'll be video game uh, contests. There'll yes. be karaoke. There'll be all kinds of stuff. There's going to be a swap meet. It should be awesome, the brand. I'm looking forward to it. should be something. Uh, I think that's all we've got this week, Brent. So we will have – now, I think next week the time changes, if I'm not mistaken. So – We'll still be on at 10 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. The problem will be, it'll actually be an hour earlier for us because we're getting hosed. I, that's one thing I hate about the, uh, 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 that is that we're going to, that's when you lose an hour. Brett's checking right now to make yes. sure. It is next weekend. So that means for you people that aren't in the USA, uh, we will be on, what will it be, an hour earlier? An hour earlier. So there you go. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe it'll be convenient for somebody. So that's it next week. Let's take this thing to the house, Brent. Uh, until next time, adios. Bye, everybody! Thanks for joining us today. Special thanks to Duncan Styles for our vector-style graphic and Bart Pitt for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG Presents. Just like these fine folks. Mario Ramey, Z9K9, Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman, Retroalgy, Airshack, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, Orom, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Roundsheet, Graham, W. Vetke, Dave Velociraptor, Bernhard Lucas, Steve Rathmussen, Anthony Jarvis, Bitter Blitter, Pachaco6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Black O'Hara, 
Jason Warrens, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, Frodo and L. The Slowness. John Schaller, The On Collective, Gary Heather, Terry Howard, Olaf Hope, and Rollo. You can join us live every Sunday, 10 a.m. EDT, on Twitch. Hope to see you there.